Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. We're joined now by Jana van Dierfenter, Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics. Morning, Jana. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. So just taking a look uh, at uh, what we can expect, the main domestic data releases for the week uh, due today, which includes, of course, June CPI report and retail sales data for the month of May. What do you expect these numbers to show us? Well, Sakina, first up, um, the CPI release this morning. Uh, what we did see in, in May is a slight acceleration in the annual inflation rate to 5.4%. But when we, we pull back the lens a bit, um, there's still uh, the trend on, on inflation is still decidedly lower for the time being. And expectations are that the rate softened again um, last month in June. So that would be a very welcome development for South African consumers, especially because we know that the inflation rate has an impact on every single South African um, citizen. Now, in terms of, of just quickly um, looking into the details of inflation dynamics at present, um, what we've seen through the course of the past couple of months is quite a steep deceleration in food price inflation. Now, this is the result um, of, of a high base effect from a year earlier, and what we're seeing is that the, the negative impact that the drought um, had on South African food prices is starting to dissipate. So that's a very welcome development for, for consumers across the board. Um, furthermore, if we look at the so-called core inflation rate, which strips out uh, the more volatile price components such as food and fuel and electricity, um, year two we've seen quite a, a steep softening in the inflation rate to 4.8%. Now, why we've seen this um, downward trend is because of the lagged effect of a RAND recovery. So we've seen the RAND stage quite a significant comeback from the low, you know, from the weakest point against the dollar recorded um, around Jan 2016. And um, it takes a while for, for an improved currency performance to be uh, captured in, in domestic prices. So what that indicator, what we look at the trade-weighted RAND as a forward-looking indicator for core price pressures. And uh, from that perspective, it seems as though there is still scope for CPI to soften in the months ahead. So for the time being, consumer inflation dynamics is a good news story. Uh, we think that uh, consumers could continue to reap marginal benefits or, or see some marginal relief in terms of uh, prices, um, you know, or from a prices perspective. So hopefully some good news in, in the CPI numbers today. Moving on to the retail numbers, um, year two what we've seen is a slight recovery off the jam lows when the sector contracted quite significantly and sales actually managed to grow 1.5% on a year-on-year basis in April. However, uh, even though we have seen a modest recovery year, the outlook is not particularly rosy. Um, just to tie the CPI numbers in with the retail sales numbers, because these two variables are, are interlinked, um, the, the decline in the CPI rate is something that is possibly um, providing marginal support to the retail sector for the time being. But we don't see scope for anything more than perhaps a stabilization in the sector. There's very limited um, evidence to suggest that the retail sector can find, you know, material upside support in the months ahead, given that there are so numerous factors exerting a drag from 
or exerting a drag on consumers, even though we've seen inflation coming off. You know, we're dealing with particularly high levels of unemployment. We've got very depressed consumer confidence levels and still sticky debt levels as well, as well as a reluctance um, from the part of consumers to take on additional debt in the, the uncertain economic climate that we are currently operating in. So while we seek scope for stabilization in retail, unfortunately not... Um, you know, we don't really see the sector uh, shooting the lights out um, in the months ahead. And then, uh, of course, uh, just shifting focus slightly, in, um, Jana, uh, to the domestic uh, production sector and NUMSA, they're threatening to embark on a strike which could result in a total shutdown of the manufacturing sector. Talk to us about that. Yes, Sakina, this is a story which I think has been drifting under the radar a little bit um, in the past couple of weeks. But it's something that could have a very significant impact on not only the manufacturing sector, but on, on the broader economy as well. So we've seen the National Union of Metal Workers, um, they've been... There's been a stalemate in wage negotiations um, for the past couple of weeks, and this is because, you know, NUMSA is demanding a 15% wage increase, while the employers are only offering a 5.3% increase on the minimum rate for three years. So there's a massive discrepancy between what um, the union is demanding and what employers are offering, and the reason why employers are offering such a, a you know, a much lower wage increase is they're saying that they simply cannot afford to grant a 15% wage hike. Um, They say that they'll possibly have to retrench workers if they go that route and they would rather, um, you know, offer offer a lower wage and and keep um, or preserve the current employment than to to grant a higher wage. On the other side, we've got the the union saying that, um, you know, the employers, uh, it's, it's they simply can't reach, um, you know, they simply can't reach an agreement. They say that, that the, the employer who is now offering um, a starting rate of 20 rand an hour, which is on par with the national minimum wage, um, but it's half the 40 rand an hour that existing um, in, entry, starting wage in the manufacturing sector. And now NIMSA is saying that 20 rand an hour is simply not a, a living wage, and this just highlights one of the problems with the minimum wage that we discussed a couple of months ago as well. Um, the, the problem here is that the, the two parties simply can't reach an agreement, and it's now threatening um, you know, a strike action in the manufacturing sector, which could bring the sector that is already particularly weak um, to its knees. And this is a major concern, especially in terms of of the already weak um, economic growth backdrop that we are operating in at present and will not only have an impact on, on workers in the steel and engineering sector or, or production in the steel and engineering sector, but it will also have a knock-on effect on other sectors, um, other manufacturing sectors in the economy and it really could um, exert a significant drag on overall manufacturing and possibly keep the sector um, or possibly contribute to keeping overall GDP um, at recessionary levels. So we really hope to see that that, uh, NUMSA and employers can reach some kind of an agreement rather than going the path of, um, you know, embarking on on strike action um, at this point in time. Jana, thanks so much for that chat again tomorrow morning. That was Jana van Dierfendt.